conclusion inevitable. It was a jump to conclusions, Matt. My conclusion was that this idea was not a practical deterrent. My only conclusion can be that it was a Sith Lord. In conclusion... Welcome back to In Conclusion, the only movie podcast where the sequel is exactly the same as the first, but also slightly different and a little bit sexier. I'm Dan O'Keefe, and joining me as always is Anna Otto. How are you, Anna? I'm fine, Dan. <laughs> I'm, I'm all right. I'm all right. I fostered a dog this past weekend, and I have not yet emotionally recovered from the fact that I fell deeply in love with her and probably can't adopt her. So if you need me, I'll be crying for the rest of my life sexy yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) tell the story what's the dog's name her name is why'd you fall in love with it because she's perfect because she's a dog like i don't know that don't know why i needed to explain why i fell in love has she been adopted yet no she hasn't gotten fixed yet so that's coming up soon and then she might get to come to the doggy daycare so i can see her and shower her and kisses and my dears i look forward to it if you are either looking for a, a dog to adopt mm-hmm. in the greater Milwaukee area or looking to break Anna's heart, you do both at the same time. Kill two birds with one stone. Look for a dog named Blondie mm-hmm. at somewhere in Milwaukee. Am I wrong? I don't know. No, you're right. I, should I should I shout out the shelter? Do it. It's off the our, chain. Uh, yeah. Off the chain Milwaukee, y'all. They got great dogs and they're run by great people. And the dogs are always 10-10 cute because all dogs are 10-10 cute. Okay, carry on. Uh, Also joining us today, surrounded by two cats that both left the frame about exactly when we started recording. Sad. It's Cassie Garadini again. How are you, Cassie? Hello. I'm doing great. I'm sure that the cats will be back because they have not been (laughs) fed yet tonight and they're a little bit overdue. So they're bugging me. But yes... Also, Anna, I don't think I am over. Thank God. Either. I thought it was just me. No, she was perfect. I um, Sweet baby told angel. Gage that losing her this weekend was akin to the worst breakup I've ever had in my life. So. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so anyway. <laughs> it was a whirlwind romance. It was a whirlwind romance. She also had the worst farts I've ever smelled in my life, but you win some, you lose some. <laughs> am I right? <laughs> Oh my god. Uh, speaking of the worst farts I've ever smelled in my life, the movie that we're talking about today is, of course, the sequel to National Treasure, National Treasure Book of Secrets, released on home video as National Treasure 2 Book Wait, of Secrets. Was this movie never in theaters? No, it was. Oh, they changed good. the title Definitely for the DVD. Oh my god, for a second I was like, excuse me? <laughs> I was so confused. Okay, carry on. Oh, no. I remember seeing this in theaters. Yes, I... Yeah, this is one of my, like, most vivid memories of middle school. Oh, God. I was gonna say, I thought... I could have swore I saw this in theaters, but maybe I was making up false memories, so I just needed to check in. Uh, So, the movie, once again, directed by John Turtletaub, produced by Jerry Bruckheimer, written by the Wibberleys and also three other people. This movie took five writers... And they really didn't um, work that hard, apparently. No, they did not. <laughs> anyway. 
Uh, starring Nicolas Cage, John Voight, Harvey Keitel, people's sexiest bald man alive, Ed Harris, Diane Kruger, Justin Bartha, Bruce Greenwood, and Helen Mirren. It was again released by Disney, this time on December 21st, 2007, with a budget of $130 million. It made $459.2 million and on Rotten Tomatoes, it has an approval rating of 36%. Yeah, that's fair. Oh, can I just say something? That sounds accurate. I completely forgot and then was reminded this weekend that John Voight is Angelina Jolie's dad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just wanted to share that, that I, like, again, like I said, completely forgot and then was reminded of and was completely shocked. So, I, I don't know yeah, if I knew that. That's her dad. They look nothing alike yeah. at all. They both have the sexy lips. Yeah, but it works John on Voight's only one of sexy them. sexy lips. And it's John Voight. No, <laughs> they oh look nothing alike to me. If some, oh, I had no, no idea. No, they don't. I mean, I don't know Angelina Jolie's plastic True. surgery like, history, mm-hmm. but... True. We don't know. We got, It looks like we have our own treasure hunt. I don't know. Mystery. <laughs> mystery. <laughs> I was going to say mystery, but... I didn't know that worked. Is there a is there a Playfair cipher to? Yeah, this you one? have to go visit like all the historical sites of plastic surgeries that have happened. The first boob job, the to, first Botox. You have to be a, would you say that you have to be a Tomb Raider? I'm really mad because Angelina you. Jolie starred as Laura Croft. Yes, Tomb Raider. She did. Thank yeah. you, Dan. Thank you, Dan. You're welcome. These jokes are You're painful. You're welcome. I'm yes. sorry, everyone. <laughs> Don't worry. Uh, the jokes are the least painful part of this. There's the movie. True. <laughs> uh, so I, as I said, I definitely remember seeing this in theaters and seeing as it came out on December 21st, I probably saw this on my birthday. Oh, happy birthday, Dan. What a fun little Thank present you. for you. Wow. I know. I need to double check that Night at the Museum didn't come out at the same time. Um, Were you having like, um? do you think like a fun birthday party to the movie theater? No. Um, oh. All my friends are always out of town. Oh, yeah. My, birthday. so my birthday's on New Year's Eve. So everybody's either out of town or doing something with their family or their friends now that they're um, older and have friends. And on my birthday, I'm like, but come on, it's my birthday, guys. Let's celebrate my birthday. No, okay, guess I'll just go watch the Hobbit movies in theaters. Oh, Which I did spend three consecutive birthdays doing because they all came out in December. Um, No. But we probably, because I was, this would have been my ninth birth, no, my tenth birthday. Um, So we probably went to Steak and Shake. I got my chicken fingers and fries Mm. and a shake, a peanut butter cup shake. Yum. Uh, Classic. And then we went to the movie theater and saw National Treasure 2. And I think I enjoyed it at that the time. That sounds so fun, honestly. I would love to go to Steak and Shake. You know yeah. what? The pandemic is making me wish I could go to Steak and Shake and see a movie in the theaters. Wear a mask, friends. That's all. <laughs> Get vaccinated Seriously. when you can. Yeah. Oh, my dad and my grandparents yeah. got their first vaccines. Well, not their first ever vaccines, Ooh, but their first nice. COVID vaccines. I'm so excited wow. for them. That's They've good. dodged polio this long. Yeah, for real. <laughs> <laughs> my family is knock on wood. Nobody on my on my dad's side has ever had the chicken pox, so we're all kind of scared of the chicken pox. 
Did you not get the vaccine? Oh, we got the vaccine, but the older you get, the more, like, bad it is if you get chicken pox. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm vaxxed up. Don't worry. I'm just casually fainting at the doctor's office, but I do it for a cause. Anyway. <laughs> um, so, Cassie, you saw this in theaters, too, right? I did, yeah. And I, like, I I do vividly remember, like, seeing this in the theaters. Um, and I... I mean, I guess I would have, I, cause I'm, I remember seeing it with like a bunch of my friends from school. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think this was one of those that like, you know, somebody's mom picked us up at the end of the school day and like, we all went to the theater. Um, I saw this at the Northbrook Court movie mm-hmm. theater, the AMC. Absolutely. Um, yes. Uh, and... Uh, so I, I imagine it would have been sometime in January because we would have been back in school. I'm pretty sure when we saw this. Um, but yeah, no, I vividly remember like going with a group of friends. And then I also remember because there's the whole like there's the whole like cliffhanger bit that they mm-hmm. have at the end of this because they were prepping for a third movie that never mm-hmm. happened. Um, and I remember that we all stayed like to the very end of the credits because we thought there would be a post credit mm. scene because this was like fairly um, like it was I just looked it up because like the third Pirates of the Caribbean movie that had that like post credit mm-hmm. scene. That was um, a big deal. Had come out. Yeah, it had come out earlier in the year. And so that was like be- that was I feel like the first kind of like. I don't know, like realizing that post-credit scenes were going to mm-hmm. be a thing that I had. So we were all like, oh, we got to stay because I bet there's going to be a post-credit scene. And they're fucking They really so, said, you know. screw you, Cassie. <laughs> <laughs> I know. This is like, you know, the, the worst. Because like, I loved this movie definitely when it came out because uh, I really liked the first one. And, um, and so this was like, I was so hyped for there to be a third one. So hyped. This was, like, coming in, like, right at the time that I was, like, super into American history. Mm-hmm. You know, Felicity was my favorite oh, American Oh, my doll. goodness. I was, like, uh, in 2009, that was the first... Or, well, no, it was. It would have been in, like, late 2007 was when I went to Washington, D.C. for the first time. Because um, I went with, like, a youth conference. Uh, Ooh. And Young Life yeah. tackles Washington, D.C. <laughs> I don't know if this was, like, a thing that, like, you guys had at your schools, but we, like, there was this youth conference. It was, like, for middle school age, it was called, I think it was Junior National Leadership oh, Youth we had, Conference. Like, yeah. N- NYLC. And, like, your teachers could nominate people. Mm-hmm. So, like, I think I was nominated by a choir mm. teacher and, or, like, the music teacher who I, I sang in, like, the church choir with. Um and she also did all the music direction for, like, the musicals. And uh, I think she nominated me. But, like, you know, every year a group of kids would get nominated. And, like, nobody goes because it's super expensive. Yeah. And, like, it's not, it's, you Too know, much money um, for what it's worth. But I, yeah. But apparently my, my parents sent me. They nice. let me go. Um, it was very fun. It also then made it so that I would get an invite to... They do it, or at least they did in, you know, the late aughts. Um, They did, like, a second one that only happened during, like, presidential inauguration Mm. years. Um, It was called, like, the PYIC, which was, like, 
presidential youth inauguration <laughs> conference or something. Um, so I got to go to Obama's inauguration. Oh, that's cool. Look at you. Yeah. And by go to Obama's inauguration, I mean stand on, like, the mall and watch a jumbo. That's still yeah. pretty cool, though. But still very cool. It was, like, like I gotta say, one of, like, the most awesome experiences. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, my middle school days. That was really cool. Um, glad my parents spent money yeah, on that. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> Thanks, Mom and Dad. Uh, I remember, like, because we had to say, like, whether or not I was going to go. Like, we had to pay the tuition oh, yeah. for it before we knew who was who had mm-hmm. won. And so I think part of the reason my parents said yes was because it was, like, either way this goes, it's going to be, a, like, a historic inauguration because it was either going to be the first black president or it was going to be the first female mm-hmm. vice president. Yeah. Um, which, so then they were like, yeah, oh, we'll do this. Those were the um, days. But anyway, man. so this was, like, yeah. So these movies were, like, really hitting me at a point where I was, like, very much into American history. Uh, you know, this probably, like, played a lot into my um, just, like, early life experiences of being like, oh yeah, America is great. Um, (laughs) I had a thought like later on, like in the movie, I was like, man, what if this was just like propaganda from the Bush administration? (gasps) Oh my God, the tea (laughs) is boiling. Make us think that the presidency is great. This just in, national treasure is American propaganda. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, all of that to say, long story short, um, I did, uh, I do remember seeing this movie in theaters i do remember the first time i saw it uh anna what about you short story short i probably saw it in a theater because my mom really likes this movie but i have no memory (laughs) we liked the first one better in my family i owned the first one on dvd but not the second one so Mm -hmm. yeah um picking up on the theme of national treasure book of secrets is american propaganda um the (laughs) Iraq war troop surge occurred in 2007 and maybe America just needed a a big moral boost and the only way they could get that was from Nicolas Cage at the end of the year they were like the only thing besides a national tragedy that could boost the morale of America and patriotism (laughs) is a national national treasure treasure, which is kind of a a tragedy so yeah well, because, like, the first movie, you know, obviously is about American history and is about all of these significant pieces of American history that we all learn mm-hmm. about, um, whether in a biased mm-hmm. way or not. Um, but it doesn't really deal with any kinds of, like, sort of tangible things that we could, like, that we have now. Like, it deals very much in, like, historic mm-hmm. things. This one obviously does the same, but it brings in the element of, like, we get to see who the president is. Mm -hmm. And, like, there's things about, like, you, they talk about the presidency and, like, you know, oh, the greatest men and the the brightest men in our country sat at this desk. And, like, oh, and, um, you know, Mr. President, you're in such an important seat, so you have a duty to you know, help me find this treasure. Because <laughs> he's got nothing better to do. Yeah. Like, you you have to be a good person. And it's like, it is very much like singing the praises of the presidential position. Mm-hmm. Like, it, th- those were not the brightest men in our country. Like, those were, and they were not good, all mm-hmm. good people. Um, 
think very few of them yeah. you could really argue were like great people. I mean, we could go back through time and so. find some very uh, colorful personalities from a lot of our leaders. Oh, yeah. Um, also, in the movie, the president is played by Bruce Greenwood, who's a Canadian. Oh, so, interesting. He can't be a great man. Only great men come from America. <laughs> Amen. I also only learned history from National Treasure. <laughs> mm-hmm. And Book of Secrets. Correct. And George Bush's also, autobiography. That... Oh, no. Yikes. Oh, my God. <laughs> but that actor, like, I... He's in everything. everything. But that was the first time I think I have ever heard his name. Really? Like... Yeah, I have no idea who he was, but he's in literally yeah, off the top of my head, he's in this. He's in Star Trek, the new ones, where he plays Captain Pike. He's in The People vs. OJ, mm. um, where he's the DA. Um, That's probably what I'm, like, remembering him most vividly from, because I watched that recently. Yeah, and then I think he's in my dreams every night. So, <laughs> Lord above. It all rounds out. Let's get into the movie, because... Um, I mean, I can summarize it very quickly. Second verse, same as the first. Sexier. (laughs) And more Ty Burrell. Yeah. Instead of Nicolas Cage's family being involved with the American Revolution this time. uh, No, it's the assassination of President Abraham Lincoln we start off. Wild. With. We're getting wild. uh, Where Nicolas Cage's great, great, okay grandfather um gets killed by one of the co-conspirators and they he had like this decoder ring page or something that he threw into the fire and then he told his son a clue to like the the trial that all men go through oops oopsie doopsie i'm dying don't tell anyone that the phrase the passcode is dying Mm -hmm. Um, how ironic of course the evil guy because it's Raiders of the Lost Ark, pulls the burning page out of the fire. Uh, and then we flash forward to Nicolas Cage giving a speech to some college class where sexy Ed Harris is watching and sexily being evil. I did not find him that yeah, sexy, this... Dan. I'll just say right now. My mother is coming for you uh-oh, and she will uh-oh. fight uh-oh. you. Sorry, Mrs. O'Keefe. <laughs> have you seen Westworld? I have not. It's on our two watch on HBO Max. Okay. <laughs> uh, I was... He like Cassie. Sorry, yeah. um, I was talking to my brother uh, about the Truman Show. <gasps> I love the like, Truman Show. Is he in I that? I wouldn't even know. Yeah, he is. But he oh. was like, I haven't even seen it the whole way through. But like, because we were talking about Wandavision and how <gasps> I um, love Wandavision too. The actress from Wandavision is in the Truman Show, mm-hmm. um, and he was like, I don't even know who's in it. I know there's Jim Carrey and uh, the sexy bald guy, but no one else. And he was talking about Ed right. Harris. But sorry, Cassie. I oh cut you off. boy. <laughs> No, no, you're good. Um, The funny part, so, like, the funny part about this movie, like, while I have these vivid memories of seeing it in theaters, I could not, for the life of me, prior to watching it tonight, um, tell you what this movie was. Oh, me either. I could not remember a (laughs) single plot point from this movie until I started watching it. Then I was like, oh, yes, I remember this. Yeah, it all, like, came flooding back in, but I was like, oh, Mm -hmm. yeah. It's about Lincoln, and there's that CGI yep, yep. in it. <laughs> like, I was like, it's all coming yeah. back to me now. They didn't even need a yeah, CGI it, Lincoln. It's a Disney movie. 
Go to great moments with Mr. Lincoln and use that. Um, oh goodness. It's um for 2007, it's not bad. No, that's true. No. Okay. Yeah. Um so helps that it's only like this much of his face. Yeah. So basically what what sexy evil deep blue-eyed stare Ed Harris says is that my my great granddaddy saw that your your great great granddaddy was part of a a scheme to kill the president and now your family's name is Mud. Um so your 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 legacy's tarnished again. See, I have this somehow immaculate burnt piece of paper in my pocket uh. from 150 years ago. And of course it's a perfect really, match. What? He's this really bad southern accent yes, throughout the whole movie. Yes. Correct. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but he has like a bad southern accent in like every movie that he's in like everything he's in i feel like he has an accent not in the truman show or a beautiful mind okay. and those oh, are the only I love two things i've seen him mind. in Ugh. he does in westworld so okay. i guess that's the only <laughs> thing i'm going off of and when he was in uh, when he was in true detective mm. he did so anyway so now of course Nicholas Cage is on a quest to redeem his family name, which ends up being a, a another quest for treasure because it's all it's the National Treasure franchise. Always, but of course, Ed Harris, sexy Ed Harris. Sorry, I need to use his proper name. Um, he wants the treasure too, and he doesn't want the the Gates family to clear their name. So he's doing everything in his path to stop. Stop Nicolas Cage from basically, well, he's, he kind of has the easy way out. He's not really doing anything. He just hacks their phones and just listens and just follows them. Their Motorola oh, radio. Oh, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Peak 2007. I had that oh, phone. Oh, my mom had the pink razor. This is my first phone. Yeah, my mm-hmm. first phone was mm-hmm. the pink razor. I, I was watching an episode of Entourage yesterday. Of course. Because I'm toxic. And... <laughs> <laughs> one of the characters was texting somebody and they had a sidekick uh-huh. and i was like oh my gosh this oh God. man is a king it flips up okay well i mean like not to completely jump ahead do it let's skip the whole they... movie i don't yeah, care for real. <laughs> there is a moment like when they're in uh buckingham palace and uh, riley is hacking in that he like opens up an ipod and then he pulls out a sidekick and i was like oh my i'm already God. upset just thinking of the Buckingham. just thinking of the scenes in buckingham palace i'm already upset i i have a lot to say when we get to that <sighs> yeah so of course our gang time has passed since the first movie and our gang has split up riley has his car repossessed by the irs because he didn't pay any taxes on his foreign bank accounts uh nicholas cage and diane kruger have broken up because nicholas cage is a terrible male chauvinist he pig. sounds like uh, a horrible boyfriend and i also yeah. would have thrown him out of my house thank you oh yeah and i also i was surprised that like sorry go ahead cassie and say i would have left him for ty burrell too anyway yeah that's literally in my notes yeah ty burrell makes me Um, feel safe but like (laughs) but um there's like because seemingly it's been like probably like a year or so since the first movie if not much longer i'm like wow i'm surprised this relationship (laughs) yeah i'm surprised it wasn't a showmance you know yeah, I'm. It was probably once they ran out of all their 
like money that they got from the thing from the treasure from the first movie they're like wait now we have to think about each other instead of our toys that we're getting no let's get another jet ski working on ourselves i don't think so why work on ourselves when i can work on our shelves and he just starts hammering into a wall oh Um, god so yeah diane kruger has left nicholas cage for pre-modern family ty burrell who will oh. later reappear in The Incredible Hulk as another boyfriend who gets stolen away, or who has his girlfriend stolen away from him, despite being the better person. He is the better person. Um, but Nicolas Cage has to basically break into his home that he's no longer living in uh, because he was kicked out, because he needs to get her ID pass so that they can break into somewhere. Honestly, I didn't pay that close of attention but they needed her id pass so they could get the code or whatever and find the map and break the code and god this movie was such a slog to get through dan dan's got his galoshes on he can barely lift his feet he's trekking through the muck i enjoyed shoveling today far more than this and i shoveled for two and a half hours i don't mean to be rude to the movie or anything but i was no longer engaged about halfway through so my notes get really spotty like i (laughs) yeah this one slogged Mm -hmm. much more i feel like i had to get on my walking sticks to really push myself to get through you know uphill battle the whole time my daily schedule is whatever and then at four o'clock from four to five i watch two episodes of adam 12 on me tv because i'm an elderly man correct i couldn't because i was watching this movie and i was like oh what are my friends pete and malloy doing right now <laughs> you are <laughs> a thousand one of one of them passed away five years ago and the other one's in his 80s oh and I'm like, god oh, my close same age same generation friends <sighs> I bet you could Google and find. Yeah, that. I bet you I really could. Can. <laughs> you know? Dan, I think you would really benefit from. Like, I mean this completely seriously, but I think you'd re- not right now, obviously. But I think you'd benefit from volunteering at like an elderly person's home. I would love to hear their stories. They, they would, would love you. Are you kidding me? I would love that. I, I mean, I would if the world was not in the state that it's in yeah. right now. So maybe uh, after we're all vaccinated up and stuff, you should consider that. What's up, my friends? Are you ready to talk about the war? Which like, one? Oh. No, you start. <laughs> I've been dying to talk to somebody <laughs> about the war. I thought you'd never ask. Um, sort of backpedaling like a little bit. Um, Riley has written a book. Oh, and he's at a Borders. Um, and I just got to say the nostalgia for Borders. Oh, rip, 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 rip. And also like. They couldn't take Riley on the press tour. No. I think the last time I was at a Borders was for the midnight drop of Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. I think. I have. I I went with a friend. What year did that come out? That was 2005 or 2004, I think. Yep. Yeah, I went with my friend. I did not know anything about Harry Potter. And she wanted to go. And I was like. I've never stayed up till midnight before, and my mom let me go. Yeah. She has a kid now, and she nice. announced her pregnancy with a D&D themed birth announcement. Oh, On brand. God, it was it. everything. It's so good. I have two memories of Borders, and neither of them are about books, because it was books and music. Yes. Um, 
the first one was I went, it was like my whole family went for some reason because my brother really liked Stacy's mom. <gasps> my soulmate. Um, so, he, he and I are twins. So he went to Borders and we got Welcome Interstate Managers by mm-hmm. Fountains of Wayne mm-hmm. on CD. Yes. Oh my Love God. it. Because it had Stacy's mom on it. Love because it. Because it was 2004. What a good um, year. And then the other memory, only two years later, was I had gotten a Borders gift card for Christmas. And I was like, what am I going to do with my Borders gift card? Um, Well, two years later, it was 2006. What aired in 2006? High School Musical. What did I do? I bought the DVD for High School Musical and a cookie with the leftover amount on my gift card. Yes, I remember this story from our High School Musical episodes. (laughs) Yes. I I forgot that I told the story, but it's such a good story. I have to tell it again. Yeah, it's so nice. You told it twice. I need to spice it up. Zac Efron was there and I made out with him. Oh my god! <laughs> I don't think I have any like specific memories of Borders. It was mostly just that like I was a nerdy kid and spent a lot of time in bookstores. Mm-hmm. So definitely spent a lot of time in Borders. Um, as you can tell, really invested in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, so much to talk. Yeah. About. The basically what they find out is from the diary page. It was a cipher. It has a clue on it. They have to go to France to look at a scale model of the statue of liberty they go to france they talk to these french cops and i'm like ugh. not a single baguette was ordered the whole trip honestly a waste no macarons in sight they were only they were only in paris for like okay so go order a croissant i would have you know i would have made everybody stop just so we could hit a pastry shop for like two seconds imagine yeah imagine flying into france and you imme- I assume they immediately go to, like, use this, you know, crappy camera that, like, takes a picture that is far too Yeah, weird. it would have been on, like, two pixels uh, if this is real life. Yeah. This yeah. 2007 drone. Um, they, they, ca- they, like, really rely a lot on using the Razor's uh, phone camera in this mm-hmm. movie. And, like, I can tell you because I had that phone... No, could not no. do what it no. does. In the, this. But anyway, the I digress. half megapixel camera that the the razor. Oh had. my yeah. god! I remember like my mom gave me her razor to play with after the battery and everything was taken out, or like the memory card was taken out, so I could take pictures and stuff on it. But it didn't save, obviously. God, they looked like it could be literally a potato. You wouldn't know if it was me or a potato. The screen, tiny. The yeah. camera, crappy. The quality, the memories, everything. <laughs> yeah. But it did have a front-facing camera because you could close mm-hmm. the phone and still, and like use the little mm-hmm. screen. To Innovation. The whole, anyway. Um, <laughs> so, because uh, like, I would assume that they would get, you know, they'd get off the plane and then they would immediately go to like do this thing at that uh that particular statue. Um, and then seemingly they immediately hop in a cab to take them to the channel to get into the yeah. UK to go to London. Like they're We're truly like, we're we're clipping along with these places. We're visiting places and, and, and not even taking like, a minute to enjoy it. Not even stopping for lunch. Yeah, they were probably in London for like uh, a yeah. day. Again, they don't care. Are we not stopping about America? Imagine taking two transatlantic flights in a week. I would probably die from my brain and my body being so confused. What is there to enjoy in Europe? 
There are no founding fathers. Mm-hmm. No national no, treasure that we know of. No, no national treasure. No documents from the 1700s of importance, especially not in England. No America. I feel like, like, I feel like the most engaged I was in this this film was when they were in Europe yeah. because I was like, ooh, I want to go back there. It's, yeah, fair. <laughs> it's not here. It made me want to eat a croissant. Anyway. Literally, my comment is, Catch me. wish I could just up and fly to France. Followed by no, when right? they're talking about the Resolute Twins. Oh, man. My brain, when he's like, two Resolute Twins. I forgot what year this came out. And I went, duh, the Twin Towers. And then I went, wait. Oh, no. That ain't it. And then I felt very <laughs> guilty for a little while. I literally put, yikes, never mind, underneath. Well, my immediate thought, because like I took a note that was like, he's taking so long to figure this clue out. Like, clearly, Resolute Twins, it's the two. That was my second thought, thought correct. Like, like, duh. And (laughs) then, of course, it was like, oh, wait. This is like those Uh, memes that are like, never mind. Watching the Olympic gymnasts with my bag of chips in my lap going, come on, land that double back (laughs) twist flip. It's not that hard. Right, exactly. Me, I'm like, I'm like, you know, Nick Cage, I get that you're uh, you're a famous treasure hunter, but I do the New York Times crossword puzzle Amen. every day. Mm-hmm. And I've completed so... it twice. So my you could say my brain's pretty sharp, Nick Cage. I finished so... finished one Sudoku puzzle in my life. Uh not to flex, but I do finish the New York Times crossword yeah. puzzle every day. So as uh... I've become my father in my old age. Did somebody say becoming a father? Oh, Hi, God. Like to talk about the war? Oh, God. Dan, you're becoming a grandfather, not a father. What? Grandfather. What? Get your ear horn out, father, grandfather. I'm I'm a whore? Is that yes, what you said? that is what I said. Okay. Uh, so as we said, the Resolute Twins are the Resolute Desks 1 is the president's desk, the president of the United States. Uh, and the other is used by the queen in Buckingham Palace. So they go to London to, quote the Wikipedia page, infiltrate the queen's private living quarters. Okay, before uh, we even get a step further, I'm skipping over the scene that caused me immense secondhand embarrassment to tell you I loved the framed picture of one singular corgi. On the queen's desk. <laughs> okay, we can go back now to the uh, scene so, that caused me physical Anna, pain. Can you describe the scene that caused you physical secondhand embarrassment? <laughs> I, I really think wish you could you do didn't. it more justice than I can. I really wish you weren't making me, but okay. So, <sighs> Nick Cage is at Buckingham Palace, right? And he's mm-hmm. like dabbing some, what I thought was cologne, but then he put it in his mouth and I went, that's not what you do with cologne. It's alcohol. It's like, Whatever, it doesn't matter. It's a dark alcohol. He, he's Yeah, he's to trying to smell drunk. drunk, and he realizes Abigail is also there, which he wasn't expecting. Um, so as soon as he realizes she's there, Riley goes in his little earpiece to Nick Cage. He goes, cause a scene. And, you know, they could have just had a regular fight. But Nick Cage chose to go with a fight so fake, I would have had no doubt but to think this was some sort of sociological prank. You know what I mean? There's Mm -hmm. stomping, he's yelling, but he sounds like this because that's how people sound when they're fighting and he's stomping and he's using his foot. Dan, 
if this had been real life and I watched somebody do this, I would genuinely think they were part of a performance troupe and not a very good one at that. <laughs> and I'm watching this and like when Abigail Chase is like, of course I knew you were fake. I'm like, no, duh, you knew he was fake fighting with you. It was so obvious. It's just so painful to watch. Let me see if I have any good notes regarding this. Oh, and when he starts yelling back and forth, insulting the um, the security guard, I did enjoy when the security guard said, sir, dismount the banister. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah. yeah, I just, ex- I, I don't know if that's a very good description, but it causes me a lot of physical embarrassment and secondhand emotional yeah. embarrassment. I don't know. I just, oh. I think that really what this means is that Ben Gates is just like canonically a bad actor. Mm, maybe. But I don't know that I think it said in um, the script that Ben Gates is a bad actor. <laughs> like it, I think <laughs> I feel like it Gage said that this is on the cusp of when Nick Cage started to kind of lose control. So mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a uh, Pierce did say when I was watching it. He was like um, man, Nicholas Cage is really on. That's exactly what Gage said. That is the exact word. Um, Gage actually, it was followed by, "We gotta watch Vampire's Kiss soon." <laughs> <laughs> and I went, "No, I don't know. I'm a little scared, but okay." That scene, though, like it also reminded me of just like how um, how memorable for me this. Uh, like the trailer for this movie was because there are so many Mm -hmm. moments in the movie where I'm like, Oh yeah, I remember this. Like I remember this line more because I'm pretty sure Mm -hmm. it was part of the trailer. And like that part in like in particular was definitely a big, like part of the, the I will say though, I did get annoyed because shortly after when they're in the holding cell and Abigail's like, I'll come on this adventure with you. And he goes, no, it's too dangerous. It's too dangerous. Like, she didn't just do a whole adventure with you that was incredibly dangerous. Come on. Oh, I'm heated. Oh, I'm He's heated. the worst. It's like, it's so disappointing because these movies had a really great opportunity to, like, showcase a woman in a powerful Educated, and, like, prestigious yeah. academic mm-hmm. role. Um, like, and... And then they just squandered it by turning her into, like, every female trope. I mean, there's, you know, later on, it's like, oh, it's a good thing Dr. Chase is here to use her feminine wiles to distract the white man. Like, Isn't it they so ironic? Oh, go ahead. They squandered not only it from, like, her a strong female character perspective, but also from young impressionable men that you should respect people like that and mm-hmm. not think of them as they show her in the movie. Do you hear me snapping in the background, yeah. Dan? I agree. And then like and then every time that uh where was I going with this? Um oh shoot. Um oh yeah, well like when they were talking about like cause when when Riley and Ben break into his house and they're talking about why he and Abigail broke up. Um, they, the way that Nick Cage describes it is like, well, she just started saying so a lot. And it's just like, there we don't get any Mm-mm. kind of context into, which I guess is like realistic from a like gross man's mm-hmm. perspective, mm-hmm. but not really like a great message to be sending in a yeah. kid's movie. Yeah. Yeah. 
I you're am I mean you're absolutely correct like you said like it's very much the truth of what a crap what the person who is refusing to listen to their partner's needs and wants would say but the opportunity to present people as like I just okay what the thing I was gonna say before is like this is a prime example of how I think it's so interesting that like teaching or being a teacher is typically seen as there are no gender roles as far as jobs anybody can be at whatever they want that is my firm opinion as we all know but I can be a surrogate mother that's my job if you were a penguin you could be um (laughs) anyway um no but you know what I mean like teaching is seen as such a traditionally feminine job but then people who are high up in academia are more respected if they're men that literally makes no sense but that's the Mm -hmm. way it is and it's stupid and i'm heated i'm heated again Mm -hmm. anyway well i mean the only like significant characters in this like this movie franchise who uh, are like phd holders yeah because it's the mom right like it's it's mom and it's it's, of course my queen and we just uh, call her mom here it's mom yeah (laughs) yeah um yeah no it's it does yeah it makes no sense yeah i hear you welcome back Uh, to our feminist podcast nicholas cage would hate me for this but i'm gonna start my next sentence with so (gasps) they somehow triggered break break into the queen's living quarters by breaking out i don't know i wasn't paying attention they dress as corgis Um, not kidding (laughs) uh and they find a clue in the queen's resolute desk and it's this old thing that has another clue on it because it's of like course a piece it does of ship wood yeah. or something i don't know what you call that not ship lab in like, case we were confused chip joanna yeah Where? <laughs> <They're>... <laughs> <laughs> uh so they go oh this is only half of it we have to put the other we have to get the other half where is it it's in the president's desk Gasp. so they go to leave and of course they are now chased by sexy ed harris <laughs> They get chased. They I don't the... think he's sexy. I'm sorry. You're wrong. I just You're don't wrong. Know. You're I in the don't minority know. here. What, what is sexy about? Okay, first of all, I'm going to Google his him. eyes. Keep talking. Where? His aura. He's a good looking man. I'm Googling him. And he, do- yeah, he has a he has a, a sense of just, you know. I I looked at a picture of him. Hot man. I and the know. very first, okay, he kind of looks like my dad without a mustache in that picture. So absolutely not. Listen, when I see Ed Harris, the only thought going through my head is hold me firm. I don't think so. He gives me, you know how you don't think that uh, John Hamm is hot, Cassie? Oh, you're dead wrong. Oh, yeah, there. because he looks That's like, like my dad. That's the kind of vibes that I'm getting. The only reason, I mean, I, I kind of like, I, I see why people He's think John Hamm is hot, but I can't because he looks correct. So much like my now Ed Harris doesn't look exactly uh, like my father as much as your dad looks like John Hamm, but that's the kind of vibes I'm getting. You feel me now? Yeah. That's fair. That's fair. Thank I'll, you. I'll give you that, I guess. Um, yeah, this chase scene though is one of the most absurd <laughs> chase scenes I think has ever existed. <laughs> Isn't there one part, I think it was Gage who pointed it out, that, like, the car was supposed to be wrecked or something, but then it suddenly wasn't wrecked anymore? Or am I thinking of something else that I watched this well, weekend? Well, I mean, like, it's, it, like, 
spins out and rams yes, into the side of a double-decker bus. I'm sorry. And then, like, it just looks like the dent on the side is what, like, my, um, like, one of my, I think it was technically my second car looked like when I, like, backed up into a yeah. pole. Mm-hmm. Like, like I, I misjudged, like, peeling out of a, yep. a parking spot. That's what it looked like when this car has just <laughs> gone full speed into a double-decker yeah. bus. They really said continuity like, who, like... <laughs> I know, yeah. Um, and, like, you know, and they're they're so good at driving on the other side of the road uh through a backup camera yeah i can't and... hardly even do that in america <laughs> yeah. where i know how to drive and have been driving yeah yeah so i feel like in a lot of ways like i feel like this movie in particular leaned a little bit more into like this premise is ridiculous and we know it than the first one did because it's like, in some ways I could buy that. Like, you know, like maybe somebody could steal the declaration of independence, (laughs) but like there is no way that anyone could get into the queen's like quarters in Buckingham palace or. Absolutely not. Yeah. Yeah. Can you even Um, imagine if somebody tried um, to like do what, what um, Nick Cage does to quote unquote kidnap the president he would be dead before. Oh. We'll get into this. Shot on sight. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. I'll get into this later, but, you know, the audacity mm, of white Amen. Men. Truly, As amen. a representative amen. of the council, I agree. Thank you. Um, so they have to throw the piece into the River Tem, as they call it. Um, Not after taking a picture of it through a red light. Oh, camera. God. Yeah. Because <laughs> they couldn't take a picture with their phone. Um, so they go into, they get into the office at the White House because Ty Burrell, who is a security guard at the White House, lets them in, um, because they're there for the Easter egg roll, which is just open to the public. I don't know what dimension this movie is set in. You could buy tickets. Uh, but I don't think 9-11 happened. But it definitely did. Um, we did briefly skip over that, like, they take the plank or the picture of the plank to Ben's yes, mom, did. who we find out, like, had a messy divorce with Ben's dad, um, who is Helen Mirren, uh, a queen. Literally. But um, the only, like, the only real thing of note that I have from this is, like, of course the expert that they seek out about Native American is a white person is an old white woman. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like this is where we start to like, like, cause I had forgotten about how like much Native American like folklore is in this movie. And so this is where I was like, Oh yeah. Now I remember that they, this is a lot of appropriation. Yeah. Like, so much. For a movie that hinges pretty strongly on Native American relics and culture, there are a grand total of zero Native Americans. Zero Mm -hmm. Native people in this movie. And that's fun. Good for them. (laughs) You know, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. This is... No, never mind. That was stupid, Anna. I don't even know... Say it. (laughs) Say it. This is the hot take corner. Hot Hot take take. corner. Twilight might have been a bad movie, but at least they made sure all of their actors playing Native people were actually Native. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk the end. I think about that a lot. (laughs) 
Yeah. I mean, at least, like, they didn't, like, try, like, they didn't, like, hire a white actor to play, like, mm-hmm. a native yeah. person. I know this but, is completely different, but like, that's just directly is... where my brain went. I don't know why. No, of course. Yeah. Because, you know, um, National Treasure so, 2 equals anyway. Twilight franchise. <laughs> I agree. Um, so, they find the second plank is missing. Gasp. But there's a stamp that says, it's in the president's secret book. The book of secrets. Don't forget that the only reason why they get to check the desk is because Ty Burrell wants so bad to impress Abigail Chase. Because, you know, she should be just impressed by how sensitive and wonderful he is. Because that's Mm -hmm. the kind of characters he usually plays. Yeah. But also, like, it's this, this poor gullible and horny man because it's like part of why he continues to look is because she's like she's like oh maybe it's over here look at my butt as i bend over to look i swear to you if she squeezed her boobs together any harder to try and get his attention she would have thrown she would have dislocated a shoulder or something it was bad i was like disney um yeah diane kruger and ty burrell uh, furiously make out in the Oval Office. Uh, no consent. Insert, insert Just Bill Clinton out. joke. Oh my God. Bye. Post Dan. <laughs> um, so they have to go to the president's birthday party. They have to break into the president's birthday party so that Nicolas Cage could talk to the president about his little secret diary book that only the president gets to see. This party um, looks lit, may I just say. <laughs> It does. Yeah. And there's also, like, this is another instance of just, like, the, uh, because in order to get into the president's um, birthday party, they have to get it moved to Mount Vernon because, like, because Nick Cage has every kind of, like, obscure niche historical artifact that would make a really great gift for the people he's trying to take advantage of in both of these movies. Like, you know, it was the, it was the campaign button. And this time it's a hand-drawn map mm-hmm. of Mount Vernon. So they have to get it moved to Mount Vernon. And in order to do that, they're like calling around places to book them up. But then they're also starting rumors that like the place that they were going to have it at was a meeting house for like the clan. And so they, in order for, like, the presidency and the White House to maintain, like, their PC, like, their good standings, um, reputation, they have to move it to somewhere that wasn't a suspected, like, house for white supremacists. So, and, like, just the irony of it being in a movie that's, like, so not Mm -hmm. politically correct. So, Um. anyway. So how do they break into the president's party? Nicholas Cage stumbles up a hill, he and he tells the security guard, "Hey, you see my girl?" And he just walks in while his dad is fishing in a river, distracting the guard. Uh, he sneaks into this party by being yeah. a white man. Yes, you said this already, uh, but the audacity! We've done this before, haven't we? Yeah. This is what I was talking about when I was like, oh, I'll doesn't he this do this later. in the first movie it's too, like, though? Pretty much. Oh yeah, uh. oh yeah. Like that's like that was how he snuck into the gala. It's like, oh yeah, I can just put on a tux and I look like I belong here. They're not gonna suspect Ugh. me. 
At this party, Nicolas Cage meets the Canadian president of the United States. Yes. Who I think is just Bruce Greenwood is the president. They don't give him a name. They just call him the president. Um, yes. And he kidnaps him by taking him, of course, on a hunt with a fun little map of Mount Vernon where there was a secret passage that he breaks him into and basically holds him hostage in. Federal crime. Mm-hmm. Probably would get the death penalty shot on sight if not yeah. given the death penalty <laughs> um and the president tells him basically that to look in the library of congress yeah yeah um and using that information nothing really bad happens nothing happens to anyone no consequences are faced for kidnapping the president the president is pretty much like, well, you're, you're really nice. That's fine. This is fine. Which can only happen because you're a white man. Thank you. This reminds me of my favorite book by James Patterson and Bill Clinton. The oh, president no. is missing. Oh, An actual God. book. I haven't read it, but I've seen the title. Oh, God. A James oh, Patterson man. book. <laughs> hey, I like Maximum Ride. <laughs> James Patterson has written every genre. The man has written mm-hmm. kids' books. Correct. He's just a brand now. He writes one line of He's these just books. writing. Like, they just slap his name on it. This is like, my mom's cousin technically has her own kind of wine, but she doesn't make it. They just pay her, or they just asked her if they could put her name on it, if they pay her a little bit. She said, yeah. So it's probably like that. Private labeling. I have my own. I have my own brand of drinks. Mm-hmm. Um, this week's episode is brought to you by Dan Milk. Ew, it's like regular that. milk, but oh, it has no. my name slapped like on it. Drink Dan Milk. I hate that. 100% <laughs> hate that. Coming to a retirement home near you. Oh, God. <laughs> um, boy, are we losing steam because we... this movie is completely out of steam. <laughs> they go to the National Archives. <laughs> they find the president's book. They find that they need to go. They specifically... Mention Borglum, um, referred to Gutson Borglum, who was one of the designers, along with his father, of the Mount Rushmore. Um, also, fun fact ardent clan member, big supporter of the Ku Klux Klan. Uh, <laughs> of course. And they all get dressed up in their LL Bean commercial shoot wear and go to. Mount Rushmore, where there's a secret passageway with a bunch of random stuff in there, and then it's the climax of the first movie again. Ugh. Except so It's so longer. long. The climax, I checked it, it's 40 it's minutes so long. It's so long. <laughs> it starts with there's 40 minutes left like, of the I movie. Jesse, I was... <sighs> I think I... I think I paused it when they were at, like, the the president's birthday party, and that was only, like, an yeah. hour yeah. in. And I was like, what? Where did... <laughs> <laughs> like what else has to happen um yeah and uh, and also like great way because like they say that the reason that they built mount rushmore was to cover up the mm-hmm. entrance to this like native american legend of the city of gold and like again what a like what a great way to to frame the like 
complete destruction and like just desecration of a sacred Native American yeah. like area of the Black Hills um, in building Mount Rushmore than by saying, oh, like we pe- we did this to protect <laughs> the uh, the greater uh, sacred part of this like Native American history. It's like really like white saviorism and imperialism is, like at its yeah. finest. <laughs> there was a an, an actual proposal for like a hall of records to store all of like important american documents behind mount rushmore in like a gold safe um but not like a giant very delicately balanced stone carving of what i assume to be the declaration of independence that they're running on in the climax <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, not not a like a you know temple of a legends of the hidden temple whatever obstacle yeah. course that they have inside of Mount Rushmore. God, I wish that that was yeah. real. Do you know how hard I'd be going on that track or not track that trail every single time I would go there? I oh, I've never been to Mount Rushmore, but if that was real, I'd be there. I'd absolutely be there. It's disappointing. I mean, I'd love to the have pictures. You know, not like it's yeah. Still, Mount Rushmore is Mount Rushmore is incredibly disappointing. The They're Black beautiful. Hills though, are beautiful. Oh my gosh. So beautiful. Um it's really a shame that we destroyed <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this <Yeah>. cliff face. <laughs> you heard it here first folks. Mount uh, Rushmore bad. I still I'm still hooked on the idea that there'd be a Legends of the Hidden Temple uh style <laughs> obstacle course back there that would be yeah. everything. Thank you. Yeah, that was my my family's like road trip after um, it was the the summer after my freshman mm-hmm. year at Marquette. Um, we went, we rode like we drove out to Yellowstone, but then on our way back, we went through like the Badlands and uh, mm. the Black Hills to see Mount Rushmore and stuff. And it was uh, it was a very Cassie, good vacation. Loved something I'm discovering about the stories that you tell is that we had very similar childhoods, <laughs> but it's like mine was like a, a student. <laughs> who was behind you and Kitty Corner tried to copy off your essays, so they were slightly different oh, and gosh. didn't get everything wrapped in there. Like, when we went around, we didn't go all the way to Yellowstone. We just kind of, like, drove around the Dakotas and stuff. But I was like, Northbrook Court, I feel like it's like there. Yeah. Well, yeah. I feel like it's like if you grow up in that, like, that North Shore Chicago mm-hmm. suburbs, it's like we all just had yeah. the same life. Absolutely. <laughs> like, and I'm from Wisconsin. Yeah. And we hate you. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, but this was the part where, like, I I remembered, like, because one of my one of the things that I was like, oh, this like this is what is what makes the the first national treasure so fun is that it's so many things. It's a heist. It's a mystery. It's a treasure hunt. This movie was too yes. many things. Like once it became the Raiders mm-hmm. of the Lost Ark, I was like, all right, <laughs> like you've Amen. done too much. Yeah. Say so, less, TBH. I'm, I'm going to just, like, wrap up the movie because yeah. the last 30 minutes are, are the yeah. first 10 minutes of Raiders of the Lost Ark if they were really, really bad. Um, basically, the group go down and they face peril and hardship as the cave and all the, like, booby traps try and thwart them. But, of course, they overcome it all and they have sexy Ed Harris with them. 
um, because he wants the treasure. And eventually, of course, they find the city of gold under Mount Rushmore. But it starts to flood with water because that's the last booby trap that they got. They're going to flood everybody out so they don't... Gasp. The the native people don't lose all their gold. Okay, wait. Do you remember when they were like, what's that? What's that? And somebody goes, listen, right as the water's pouring in. I'm like, that's uh-huh. not what you should be doing right now. You should be getting the heck out of there, not listening with your ears pressed to the wall. So they f- they find a drainage chute that the water is draining from, but it's blocked by a wall that they can only open by spinning the the like wheel of time from Lost that can only be held open by two people, two strong men like Nicolas Cage and Sexy Ed Harris. Yep, that's uh, what I'd call them. <laughs> um, so most of the gang makes it out. But not everyone does because Sexy Ed Harris has a heroic turn at the end. He gives his life for the gang as they all escape. And then, I don't know, whatever. Except that he, he didn't, didn't want to. Want he just kind of did it. But, you know. Yeah. Um, that, uh, that, like, shot of him, like, straining to hold it, like, the, the gear open by himself. And it's, like, more of a wide shot. That is a, that was... That was an image that I definitely remembered, but prior to watching this movie tonight, if someone was like, oh, you know that, like, scene that Sexy Ed Harris was in where he's, like, holding open, like, this this floodgate, I wouldn't have been able I to tell I feel that. Yeah. I 100% feel that in my bones. That's how I felt about um, the secondhand embarrassment scene. Like, I completely forgot that was in this movie until it happened, and then I was like, oh, no. Ugh. The one thing that I for some reason vividly remembered that was in this movie was right before they go into Mount Rushmore when Nicolas Cage sticks his hand into the rock and starts screaming. Oh God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause that was, in the that's trailer. why. Okay. It's just etched into my mind. Yeah. Yeah. And also when, um, Riley has the line where he's like, look, it's a tiny gold yeah. man when he's looking at the, uh, the idol. Oh, that was- God. And when he goes, I'll drive and gets in the passenger seat. Yep. Yep. And um, all of the, like, quips from Nick Cage in his British accent. No, stop. Stop. Too embarrassing. Can't do it. Uh, So, here's how the movie ends. All the charges are cleared. He gives Sexy Ed Harris joint credit for finding the city. Um, Riley gets his Ferrari back. Yes, with a note from the president. Yes. Uh, Pay your taxes, everybody. Sorry. (laughs) And when the president's like tax free, I'm like, no. Control alt delete. Control alt delete. (laughs) Nicholas Cage, Diane Kruger back get back together, and then uh, Ellen Mirren leads the excavation of the city of gold and gets back together with uh, the crazy man on Twitter. What's his name? (laughs) I don't care. Angelina Jolie's dad. It doesn't matter. And then, is there a sequel hook? I didn't really pay attention when, when it got to the credits. Yeah, there is. Yeah, yeah. Because, okay, as much as I um, hated Correct. watching this movie today, um, I am still hurt uh, that they never did the sequel because it it did bother me so much as a, mm-hmm. as a child. Because, yeah, I mean, because the president is like, oh, when you're looking at my book, in the Library of Congress, make sure you look at page 47. 
like, and then, then that turned into like the the biggest blue balls that Disney mm-hmm. could ever give mm-hmm. an entire yeah. generation. Because then we never find out what was on page 47. And there's even like in that last scene where they're like in, you know, the Air Force mm-hmm. One hangar, um, there's this moment where like the president is like, oh, so did you, did you see what was on page 47? What do you make of it? And Nick Cage is like, oh, it's life altering. And then we Gage just again, never know. also salty about that cliffhanger. <laughs> I'm so salty. Yeah. Sorry, everyone. Maybe I I would, I sincerely hope that if Disney did, like if they decide to do a Disney plus series or if they decide to do a third movie, um, cause like bringing back all of the, like the movies that were really big with us as kids is like, Disney's really into that right now. Like with the, the Incredibles mm-hmm. and everything. Um, so if they decide to do that, you know, as much as I did not like this one, I, I would sincerely hope that Disney would do a better job of it now. Like, I feel like... Yes. Hope... I mean, yeah. hopefully. They might. They might not. Who, who knows? Who's to say, um, you know? I yeah. don't want to see it with, like, a younger generation. I want to see it with dogs, with puppies. Like, you know how they have, like, the snow buddies Ooh. and, like, space buddies? Yeah. Absolutely, Santa yes. buddies? I want national treasure buddies. I With- I actually support this 110%. However, unpopular opinion, since I started working at the doggy daycare, I like labs less because they're more likely to bite my fingers off while trying to give them treats. So can it be maybe like a mixed breed dog? Like a, a yeah, Those a mutt yeah. or two some, instead of some lab puppies because lab puppies really do be getting on my nerves lately. So, <laughs> But I do love them. Um, I mean, so that's National Treasure Book of Secrets. It happened. It was painful. We all watched it. It was painful. I Once again, I started skipping through the climax. I was like, oh, nothing is changing here. Um, I'm Anna, physically... Dan. Go go hard. Go I'm at physically it. exhausted by this film. Like, I, I literally had to break it up into two yeah. segments because I had to go to work in the middle of it. <sighs> I don't ever want to watch it again. Like, there's a reason why my family only owned yeah. the first one. And now I, I remember why. My yeah. rating is going to not surprise anyone, but Disney might be hurt by it, you know? And I went I went into it with yeah. high hopes because I remember that I liked this yeah. when I was a kid. I was like, yeah, this is fun. This is good. It's probably going to be silly and dumb, but it'll probably be quick and I'll enjoy it. And not quick. Whatever. I'm not going to remember it slow oh my gosh it's like footloose like 2011 footloose levels oh god if there's no kevin bacon i don't want it yeah it's um because i i did too like i went into it with really high hopes because i remember liking it a lot and i even like at the beginning of the movie i was like oh this is feeling much better like i'm like i think i'm gonna like this more because it's like it's kind of funny i like it definitely got a huge upgrade in terms of casting. I mean, how did they get Helen Mirren to agree to this? Um, Who knows? And, uh, yeah, and Ed Harris. Um, so, like, had much better. And, like, I feel like Nick Cage, like, was better, like, acting-wise in this, even. Like, it was, uh, I feel like all of the performances were better. I think in part because these characters felt like mm-hmm. actual people. Whereas, like, I feel like with the first movie... 
there was like tons of backstory that was just like missing and there was no subtext and there was just like you know it was like it felt like none of these characters really have mm-hmm. relationships with each other. We don't really know, like, mm-hmm. why, you know, Riley goes along with all of this. But now it's like, okay, these, like, people actually have connections to each other. It seems like they're just, like, actually, like, better written yeah. characters. Um, and so I feel like the like the acting is probably better because they had True. more to work with, too. Um, but then, like, it just, like, well, that was better it was just like it, it it there was so much that they needed to yes. like it i think it would have been it would have been a really good sequel had they cut like <laughs> and <laughs> maybe made it less like grossly offensive in terms of just the uh this particular treasure yeah. yeah they uh, uh, let's rework it, it you know let's yeah. let's revisit this let's Take a nice end of the week and uh, revisit this on Monday. That's what I would have said as a Disney person yeah. at a table read. Yeah, it's it's weird because like the, in the first one, it's all about like how America's founders are great men, which is whatever. We hear that all the time, <laughs> mm-hmm. whether it's true or not. We're just numb to it. But then this one was like... Uh, I don't even know what the thing that they're trying to say about like Amer- uh, America manifest destiny is great. Oh, like, oh no. Colonization is good. I don't know. Well, yeah. I mean, I feel like what, like really at the core, which it's hard to get to because so much happens. And I feel like the, um, there is not a clear through line of just like, what is the, the moral of this story? But I mean, I think that the, the take home bit was like avenge your like family's yeah. names which i i did have a lot of like moments where i was like why do people care like why do they care i know like so why don't they just go oh that, yep, like my ancestor did something bad <laughs> yeah. but i'm not doing something bad so right. that's that on that right yeah. because yeah because like and i mean there was there were moments like when um like i think it was the first scene in like the fbi building where someone was like oh did you look at the headlines like look mr gates's uh great great grandfather was a like was an a lincoln assassination conspirator and like oh like haha like let's poke fun at ben now like that's like who does that today like um I so like my great 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 something uh some number of greats grandfather uh is Daniel Boone. Oh, I know that name. Was like a frontier Yeah, he was like a frontiersman. Um was not nearly like as um at least based on the history that I've read, was not nearly as like uh, terrible for Native American populations as many other frontiers people. Um but still like you know, was taking land from people um but nobody's like oh you're like great grandfather great whatever like was a bad person yeah like, it's you know like nobody it's all like most of us if we have if we have like t- if our family history in america goes far enough back and we're white all of our like distant relatives own slaves yeah. like mm-hmm. you know <laughs> like um, so it was just, yeah, it was an interesting premise. Didn't really no. like buy it that 
Um, that would be such a like, oh my God, I need to like clear my family's name. Yeah. I mean, my family history is not go that far back in America, but my great, great granddaddy or his brother or something was, I think, barred from running for office in Kenosha or something because he embezzled nice. too much, <laughs> too, too much of their funds. Oh gosh. Uh, so I'm like, Okay. That, I just think it's funny because all of these minor crimes yeah. that have been committed in my family. Because, <laughs> like, my dad's side, his great-grandpa or something, was kicked out of Ireland. I don't know why. Just kicked out. So, now we're here, waiting to get kicked out. Don't know what's going to happen, but... I wish I could get kicked right? out. Right? Isn't that sad? It's the dream, but it's the dream. <laughs> I know, <laughs> These whole, like, watching both of these movies, like, the only thing I could take away, I was like, man, I really want to move to Canada. <laughs> uh, before we get into our ratings, I have some trivia. Um, this is the second film starring Nicolas Cage and sexy Ed Harris. The other one is The Rock, which also has Sean Connery in it, and is a much better movie. Um, which is weird, because it's a, a Michael Bay movie. But it knows what it is. Um, Helen Mirren was invited to meet... Queen Elizabeth II, because she played the role of the queen uh, in 2006. Mm. However, she was unable to because she was filming this movie. Yikes, uh, can I just say? Oh. Yikes. If, if, oh man, it'd be like one of my greatest yeah. regrets in life. I'm like, dang it. <laughs> uh, and then Helen Mirren is supposedly playing an American in this movie. So, I guess. I, like, yeah. I had a hard time because I was, like, I wanted to. I, like, I wrote a note that was, like, you know, of course, the uh, the expert on pre-Columbian Native American languages mm-hmm. is a white woman, which I was originally going to write, write like, is a white British woman. But then I, like, yeah, I do not know what <laughs> her dialect was going like. <laughs> uh, And then, lastly, the area depicted behind Mount Rushmore as being a lake is actually a lake that is about 20 miles away from Mount Rushmore. You know, just right out the back. So that's a pretty long walk that they took. Um, and I mentioned this before, but Guts and Borglum was the designer of Mount Rushmore. Ardent supporter of the Ku Klux Klan. Oh! Just gonna hit you with the ugh one more time. Thank you. Um... So we can wrap up this cursed film and franchise. Um, Cassie, as the guest. Mm-hmm. Well, wait, before I do the rating, who did you say your favorite actor or actress was? You can do oh, a new yeah. one. I said David I, I said David Tennant last time. Um, I guess... Uh, I think I'll David just Tennant. that one. He's Better, worse, than the same with David Tennant as Nicolas Cage. Uh, I mm-hmm. think better. Because this one is like, this one has like less of the uh, the icon status than the first one. So, you know, at least it would be more entertaining to watch. Yeah. I think. Who's to say? Oh, hopefully no one. Hopefully it's not remade word for yeah. word with mm-hmm. David Tennant replacing Nicolas Cage and nothing else. That would be bad. Um, Better, worse, or the same with Jimmy Stewart as any role. It's the same. 
It, he, nothing would change. His bones wouldn't even help. He'd been dead for <laughs> 17 years at this point. What if the National Treasure was just discovering Jimmy Stewart all over again? <laughs> I mean, if his bones were playing the uh, the skeleton that like is holding the knife that Ed Harris steals, that would be better because then at least it wouldn't be a bad skeleton. And Anna, better or worse than the same, Jonathan Taylor Thomas as Ed Harris. Worse. <laughs> I don't even know. I don't know. I've never heard him do a southern accent, but I just can't even picture it. Do you, would they have made him shave his head for this role, do you think? I'm picturing him do, just doing as much as he can to look like Ed Harris. Oh, God, it's going poorly in my mind. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Uh, how, that's I'll keep it the way it is for now. How tall is JTT? Five four. Okay, Ed Harris is five nine. Oh mm, tall. I don't like him that tall. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. I think Gage is five eleven. Okay, so we could finally be done. Cassie, Thank God. On a scale of yeah. one yeah. to five whitewashings of American history, what do you oh, give? Oh no. Yikes. Um, uh, I'll... I think I'm going to give it a generous um, 1.5 because I know. (laughs) It was so weird because like I went, this movie was exhausting and it took me on such a journey because in the beginning I was like, oh, I'm going to rate this one higher. This is so much better. Mm -hmm. And then it just got Mm -hmm. so bad. Um, They just needed to stop. Like somebody needed to stop them, you know? Um, uh, the point five is because I, I do think that like the writing got marginally better in terms of just like character mm-hmm. development. Um, but, uh, you know, still, still a, a, a one because it was so long, so all over the place, so exhausting and so appropriate. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. Anna, what about you? I'm giving it half of a star because. Oh wow! Cassie, for all the reasons Cassie said, but also. I thought it was a scale yeah, one I'm to five. It zero to five. Oh, zero to five. Oh man, then I maybe. That's right. Point, point five. five. For all the things Cassie said, and also because I just completely lost interest near the end. I just yeah. just had no interest, <laughs> and I was like, "Gotta finish it for for the fans," but. Uh, <laughs> At what cost? So, Dan, I mean, I love, I love, oh, I just got a notification about Anna posting in the In Conclusion After Party. Anyway, um, I... I subtle shout out, go follow our face, go join our Facebook group to have a discussion. Yes. <laughs> um, no, I just, this was not it, fam. This was not the move, E. So, <laughs> Dan, not. what did you think? Um, so, I give it a one out of five. Okay. And I will half a star for Ed Harris. Just for his looks. <laughs> just for Ed Not Harris. Not for his acting or anything. His looks um, carried the show. Because I remember him in The Truman Show and A Beautiful Mind. And I'm just thinking about those movies now. And I'm like, oh, those are so much better. Um, and the other half star is because I liked Riley in this movie. Big yeah. switch around from the first one. I was like, I didn't like Riley in the first one. This one, I th- I think he's wonderful. Yeah, he's good at so, this one. Yeah, 
I did. I liked him in the first one, but I can. So that equates to one out of five. Uh, always a good, <laughs> good score. Um, so sad. So, I know. I wish that I had taken a picture or we recorded like the video of the the Zoom call because. <laughs> When we yeah. got to the last third of the movie, all of us just had thousand yard stares going on and were actively not participating. Oh. I was like, do we, can we not? Do we have to keep talking about this? But we have Dan, to. It's called movie... in conclusion. We have to hit the conclusion. Okay, we're almost there. This movie was just exhausting. It was just I, exhausting. I really wish... I, I wish in some ways that I just never watched this movie again because I feel right? like it ruined I need my two hours my, back. My memory. I need my two hours back, Disney. <laughs> I missed Adam 12 for this. Oh, goodness. Although I, it's early season Adam 12, which I'm not as big of a fan of because I'm way more interested when they stop filming stuff on the back lot. And oh whenever they do God. stuff outside, it's actually on like the streets of los angeles because i think it's cool seeing what la looked like in the 70s and how different oh, it looks now yeah um and also the back lot set just looks so fake well yeah i've been a, on it's that a back lot. I those aren't bricks that's <laughs> i can i can it's hollow under there yes correct anyway cassie thank you for being with us the past yes cassie thank you for joining us yeah it was it was a pleasure i very we much will... enjoyed we will Hanging have to have out. you back at some point in the future when we talk yes, about please. hopefully uh, something better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, we'll do when National Treasure Three comes out. We have to bring you on. Jesus <laughs> Christ! No. <laughs> oh my <laughs> it's, god! It's a tortured sentence at this point. Yeah. Um, where can people find you, or if you want to plug something? Yeah. Um. You can find me on Instagram. My handle is at Cassifras Makes. I post a lot of pictures, well, inconsistently post a lot of pictures of mainly my cats, but they're great, so please they go are follow great. me to look at them. Um, but also sometimes my various, like, hobbies. Like, I made this quilt that I'm, I'm, I'm wrapped really in. That Grandma really Cassie is wrapped in. Thank you. I love it. Awesome. If you want to find the show on the internet, you could do so on Facebook.com slash inconclusion on twitter at and in conclusion on instagram at in conclusion podcast we have a patreon if you want to give us money patreon.com slash in conclusion more helpful spread the word tell your friends get more people to listen uh that's always the best way that you could help us uh, if you want to find me you can find me on twitter at dan o'keefe 86 on instagram at d-l-r-a-a-r um and i've run out of social media accounts new social media accounts to plug so I guess on TikTok at not Dan O'Keefe. I like to not keep a consistent brand identity across platforms to make it an adventure to see if you can find me. Um, once I get verified, though, it's over for all of you. Oh, God. Anna, where can they find you? You can find me on Instagram at anonymousprime818 or you can find me on Twitter at autobotsrollout, capital O for auto, capital B for bots, capital R for roll, and the O in roll, and the O in out are zeros. Before I announce what we will be talking about next week, um, there's one thing that I forgot to mention about these movies. Nicolas Cage's character is named Benjamin Gates, or Ben Gates. However, if you mumble it and don't say the last syllable of his last name, his name is Ben Gay. 
That's why he burns so much. Oh my god, another elderly person joke. <laughs> what? My, my pudding's ready. Oh, pretty uh, much. So next week, Anna and I will be back and we will be talking about, because it's February, it's the lead up to the most romantic holiday ever. Cassie's birthday. And yeah, Cassie's birthday. birthday. <laughs> but I was thinking... Everybody happy wish birthday, me happy birthday. Cassie. I'm turning 26 and losing Woo! my birthday, Cassie. <laughs> happy birthday, Cassie. Uh, the most romantic <laughs> holiday I was, of course, speaking about is Ash Wednesday. Amen. And because of that, we oh, will <laughs> be having a romantic movie month. First off, we're doing The Notebook. We're starting out strong. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So come, come back next week for that, where Anna and I will sob and sob and sob and sob. Yep. I know, I'm excited to listen. Uh, in the meantime, everybody, stay safe, have fun, wear a mask. If you can get vaccinated, get vaccinated. Yes, get vaccinated, fam. Please. Uh, and we will see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Oh, um, so many, I talk so often about how a lot of dogs at work eat that I started getting ads for ways to deter your dog from eating poop.